0: Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites.
1: It's great to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a single story long, just a few minutes in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some great storytelling. And we've got some great storytelling for you today. We bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for dropping our Thursday full hour-long episode of the show filled with stories for you and your family. This next episode, this next Thursday episode, you want to tune in for a terrific performance from Antonio Sacre in front of our live studio audience, the great L.A. storyteller with a story of a road trip that will uh, bring back memories for you, we're sure. In the meantime, I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio by one of our producers, Dr. Heather Bigley. Heather, thanks for joining me. Oh. We're going to hear a Dan Kedding's story, yeah?
2: Yeah, The Wolf's Debt, which uh, I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> I mean, I should have from the title, but I, you know, there comes a point in the story where I'm like a wolf is a wolf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a wolf so there's a wolf, there's a debt, and therein <laughs> lies the story. Here yes. it is. Dan Kedding with The Wolf's Debt on the Appleseed.
0: Once a long time ago, there lived a young farmer, his wife and their daughter. One day word came to them that his own father was ill and he was needed back home. His wife told him that she would take care of the farm and that he must go to his parents at once. The next day he left for his old home with a few belongings and even fewer coins. Now the walk to his parents' home was a full day and a great deal of that journey was through a dense woods. As the young man walked through the forest, he remembered the days of his childhood "'and how much he loved his mother and father. "'He was laughing out loud at some memories "'when suddenly his daydreaming was interrupted by an odd sound. "'It reminded him of a badger, "'or perhaps an animal that was wounded or caught in a trap. "'Now the young man was tender-hearted, "'and the thought of another living creature's suffering "'bothered him greatly. "'He felt he should find the animal and help it, "'or at least put it out of its misery. "'He left the path and walked through the woods, "'following the cries.' He came to a clearing, and there in the middle was a huge gray wolf. But the animal wasn't in a trap. It just lay on its side, its mouth open wide, and growling out that strange, strangling sound. At first the young man was frightened, but when the wolf saw him, the animal sat up and pawed the air like a big dog, its mouth still wide open. The young man could see that there was something pushing against the throat of the animal from the inside, A bone or a stick must have gotten lodged in the wolf's mouth. He knew that the animal couldn't eat or drink with that caught in its throat and that it would die a slow, terrible death. Slowly, the young man crept towards the wolf. The wolf lay on its side, and when the young man knelt beside it, the animal put its head in the young man's lap. Well, friend wolf, it seems that you have a problem. Now this may hurt, but you have to trust me golden eyes of the wolf seemed to say that he did trust the young man slowly the farmer put his hand down the throat of that wolf past those long sharp teeth till he touched the bone with a quick twist he had the bone out the wolf jumped to its feet growling but then it opened and closed its mouth and it swallowed and finally came up to the young man and rubbed against his side The wolf's tail swished once, then twice, and then it bounded into the forest and was gone. The man smiled. A good deed is a good deed, whether he paid or not. He continued his journey, feeling happy that he had helped save the wolf's life. When he finally reached his parents' farm, he found that his father was very sick indeed. The crops had rotted in the field because no one could harvest them. No new crops had been planted, and the debts had piled higher and higher. First, we must get Father well again,' he said. "'He needs some good food.' "'But there was no food in the house, not even a grain of rice. "'And as the young man looked at the few coins he had brought "'and tried to figure out what he could buy with them, "'there was a scratching at the door. "'When he opened the door, there sat the big wolf. "'It dropped a pheasant at his feet. "'Oh, Brother Wolf, have you brought me food?' "'The long tail swished once, then twice, and then he was gone.' "'The pheasant was cooked, and soup was made, "'and the father began to regain his strength. "'But the next day the creditors came. "'They owe me this much,' said one. "'They owe me this much,' said another. "'We'll take their farm away,' said a third. "'The coins he had would not pay off one debt, let alone three. "'And then he heard the scratching sound again, "'and when he opened the door there stood the gray wolf. "'Well, Brother Wolf, I know you could feed me. "'Can you pay off our debts, too?' The young man laughed at the thought. The wolf bent his head and dropped a small leather pouch at the farmer's feet. The long tail swished once, then twice, and he was gone. The little pouch was filled with gold coins. He paid his parents' debts. Then the young man bought food to last them, and he left them with enough money to take care of them till the next harvest. He even kept three gold coins to take home to his wife and daughter. A few days later, with his father on the mend, the young farmer left for home. As he walked through the woods, he thought how his kind deed had so helped both the wolf and his parents. Suddenly, he heard a sound. As he turned, he saw six rough-looking men, swords in their hips, standing behind him. "'Give us your money, or we'll take your life.' They drew their long swords. "'I only have a few coins,' said the young man. "'Then perhaps we'll sell you as a slave. "'You're young, you look strong, you'll fetch a good price.' Suddenly, they all heard growling from the woods around them. Then the wolves appeared, first one, then another, till a dozen gray wolves surrounded the robbers, lips pulled back and teeth gleaming, sharper than the swords of the thieves. The men dropped their weapons and ran for their lives, the wolves hard on their heels, all except one. That huge wolf, rubbed up against the young farmer, And looked into his eyes as if to say, My debt is repaid. The
1: wolf's A story told for you by Dan Kedding, the Chicago area storyteller who tells stories from all over the world, including stories from his own life growing up in his own Chicago neighborhood. And a lot of the storytelling impulse in Dan Kedding came into his life uh, at the feet of his Croatian grandmother who would tell him stories. It's always a pleasure to hear a Dan Kedding story. Heather, thanks for bringing us that story.
2: Yeah, this is a story about gratitude, yeah. right? And it's also a story, I mean, at the same time, the wolf is grateful, but the there's no expectation on the part of uh, the young man that there will be any repayment. Sure. Right, he doesn't death. help
1: the wolf in order to get a, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, I'll get this prize. <laughs> That's not the young man. And he even says, well, a good deed is a good deed, even if. There's no yeah. reward, um, and so here we have the wolf uh, repaying three times yeah. the debt, uh, which is really really interesting to me because often we'll we'll do something and we'll dust our hands and say, "I have I have taken care of what I owe," um, and yet probably because the wolf is very close to being a dog, we see the loyalty and love yeah. of a dog. Yeah. right. To us, which we never deserve. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about times in my life where I uh, that that contain sort of a good deed for a good deed, you know. Yeah. But but by the time a couple of good deeds have gone by there's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You know? Yes. So at the end of those good deeds, it's hard to just walk away and say, my debt is paid. Yes. Now go live your life and I'll go live mine.
2: Yes. I have just recently started writing a gratitude journal, um, which I've had lots of different people tell me you should do. Yeah. And I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And in my gratitude journal, everything is about this person shared this with me. They're never like this person did this for me or it's more like, I had an exchange with this person, and mm. it was really important and meant a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why that's true for me right now. I think if I were younger and poorer, needed my debts paid off, and there were you know uh, scoundrels at the door, sure. I would very be very grateful for someone coming <laughs> for a wolf to <laughs> yes. come and her,
1: her route the rascals. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. But at this point in my life and where I am right now, it's. I'm just so grateful for these exchanges that I can have to yeah. get to know another person. Yeah.
1: So. Well, again, the story from Dan Kedding, The Wolf's Debt. Dan, not only a storyteller, but a musician as well, plays the guitar. And uh, my favorite is he plays the spoons. He plays this enormous (laughs) pair of wooden spoons, and it's absolutely fantastic. Dan Kedding, uh, a pleasure to bring you that story. Pleasure to have Heather with me. And also, of course, we want to remind you that on Thursday's episode, you'll hear a great story from the wonderful L.A. storyteller Antonio Sacre called Pedro's South of The border. A road trip story and a story about how sometimes our imagination about a thing grows bigger than the thing itself. You won't want to miss that episode of The Appleseed again. That's coming up uh, uh, on the very next Thursday that happens. I'm Sam Payne and I can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed.
2: Thanks for joining us.
1: For a bite brought to you by The Appleseed.